Canal Street Radio. Hey guys. It's been a minute since it was just us two. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little sick today. (laughs) Everybody's been getting sick. Mm -hmm. It's like, I guess flu's well, yeah, flu season. Yeah, a lot of people have had the flu. I feel like people had it really bad this year, though, than like I can ever really remember. Uh huh. Like before, I feel like people would just get like a cold, but now it's like legit, like full blown, like flu. Yeah, yeah. And this year was my first time ever having the flu. Oh, really? Because I never had it. I've never had the flu before. I've had like a, of course, like a common cold, but like I never had it this bad. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, this is real. That sucks. <laughs> well, glad you're better now. Cause I'm like you. I think you got sick right before me, mm-hmm. and then I got sick like right after you. Yeah, I think I got sick last time because my coworker was sick. Mm-hmm. So I got sick. I was hanging around him a lot that week, and then now I don't know how I got sick this time. I think it's just in the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's flu season. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I think in the month of January, Feb. No, 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 I'm saying in, in general. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, we're in Feb. <laughs> no, just that, like, a lot has happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now, of course, going into February, um, we had Kobe's passing. Yeah. And then some of the backlash that came with that, which was, like, really sad to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had, like, some positive things. Like, I feel like I'm going to butcher his name, but Joe Quinn, is that how you say it? Joe Quinn Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew it. I'm like a disclaimer, but like his speech at um at the Bafs Awards, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course just like this whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. Which is like scary in itself. Um, I don't know. I've honestly been out of commission and not been paying attention to like any. Like I haven't been on Instagram. I haven't been like on watching anything i feel like it's like so much that's been going on that it kind of not that it took away from but i feel like you Mm -hmm. don't really see the fact that it's like black history month being pushed because it's just so much going on right now yeah um like i think so did you see the interview with gail king and like or like a brief no i just saw a little um like a snippet where she told lisa that like where she was like saying you know like uh have you, she asked her, have you ever been around Kobe and he was ever forward or anything? And yeah. she was like, no, I've never seen that of him. And then she was like, well, you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it. That's your friend. And like, you know, so I saw that. So I think that was like the biggest. Thing. I saw the full interview um, that she was like talking about. And then I saw that clip. And I still felt the same way about it. Um, my thing, me personally, I didn't have a problem with like that question being asked. Like, mm-hmm. I, you had an idea that that question was going to come up, but for me, it was more so like in her body language. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I didn't necessarily like respect her apology so much. Because yeah. like when I watched the interview and she's like asking, okay, like you asked her once, she was just like, no, like you know, and like think about it, like this has been Kobe's friend for over what like twenty years since he's been in the NBA, like. And like she said, like, you know, I have NBA players who are like that and I've seen that. So if she said that she never saw it, why are you still asking? Yeah. 
And then it was just kind of like, <coughs> she, yeah, like when she said it, like literally it was just like all on her shoulder. She was like, yeah, well, you wouldn't have. And I think that's more so what threw me off. Right. Than anything. I was like, okay, yeah. like, okay, well, like, what are your intentions? Because this doesn't feel like one like it's coming from like a genuine place of genuinely just like asking yeah it feels like there's a little bit more to it yeah so like when I saw her apology and she was just like um you know CBS or like whatever whatever network she's on um you know put that snippet out there but um Bill Bellamy um the comedian he made a great point and he was just like you know you've been in the entertainment world how many years and at the end of the day a network can't use what you didn't say. Mm-hmm. And I know that myself, even from from like filming, like they'll say, like especially like when you're mic'd, anything you say can be used against you, period. Yeah. You should know that. Right. So like if you genuinely felt that like this could have, you know, went like one side and you shouldn't have said it or you should have, maybe should not, not even that you shouldn't have said it, maybe like just been a little bit more cautious. Mm-hmm. Cause like we all see how much like Kobe is loved. Yeah. And then absolutely. it just went into like, it just went into like this whole thing of like looking at like Oprah and I've never really like paid too much attention to it, but I think like after she did that interview, a lot of like was coming out just about like, okay, well like what are your intentions? Because they're both also really good friends with Harvey Weinstein. But I thought Oprah wasn't like wasn't friends with him anymore after all those allegations and all the stuff came out. I'm not sure if Oprah was, but recent pictures of Gail and Harvey surfaced. Mm. So it was like, okay, well, even after the rape accusations, mm -hmm. really, and all the rape stuff. So it was like, okay, that that doesn't look like that doesn't look the greatest when, and it's like, if you're gonna convict like all of these other men like yeah. convict everybody right because they're all kind of like essentially like doing like these really disgusting things yeah and like, absolutely even with Kobe his case was if his, I'm not mis- his case got dismissed yeah the, like it the wasn't dro- proven the charges were dropped then right I don't I mean I don't remember too much about the case it was like I don't remember how old I was I know I wasn't young right but you know I don't remember too much about it um but yeah, the charges were dropped and I just don't really, I mean, it's not like I personally like knew Kobe, but right. I just don't really like just seeing everything that he's done for like the game of basketball and like, you know, people and his family and everything. Like, I just don't really see that that's something that he would do. And this, that's I think I it said. was just like a um, unfortunate situation about what happened with that young woman and, you know, whatever those circumstances were. I just think it's really a shame that it happened. You know, whatever happened to her happened. And however she, however it was misunderstood between the both of them, you know, only they know. Right. Um, I just think it's an unfortunate situation between everybody that that played a part in that and um you know we'll just never know anymore like you know and and Kobe's like he's a fam he's you know he was a family man like you know he's done so and much that's for what makes it so yeah for for his daughters for like people in general like you know like he's like I I just think we should just like let it rest like he's you know he's right. dead you know and I I think like from watching the clip like I feel like Lisa handled it very well and she, she was did. Just like you know like you had all of these years to ask him that right like don't yeah I saw her I, I like, heard her say that I was like I like I like that and she I think she's like handled it in like a very classy way like she wasn't nasty about it yeah 
and she was just like you know like let's just leave that let's just leave it where that trial ended like yeah. there's no need yeah what do you think about um snoop dogg and what he said about because <laughs> he's so annoying like, like I, and then he was like free bill cosby Yo, I, yeah like, he kind of you fucking drugging women like yeah. it's not one in the same like i was like you kind of <laughs> like went left with that part yeah. so like like I agreed with what he was saying up until the part of when he started calling her out of her name. Yeah. And when he left, when he kind of like was like, "We gonna get you," I was like, "All right, that I think that was I like I think that was unnecessary. It was very uncalled for. Like right. it just didn't need to. Like we all felt a way about the interview. Yeah. But like I didn't. You didn't need to like you know call her all these names and like I think that was unnecessary. So I did appreciate when. He did apologize when he public apologized and said like I would love to sit down with you in private. Mm-hmm. So I'm like okay like I respect that you see that like that wasn't yeah the best way like we all didn't like that interview but like right right like, and I think like even with him doing that like it led to her getting death threats like, yeah right? which I think that's, I think is like very and Oprah was so upset yeah I mean that's her best friend yeah so yeah I thought that that was like uncalled I was like he would like I was like yeah I was like yeah I really feel you and then like he took like a sharp left I was like wait a minute <laughs> like free vote cause yeah I'm like I can't get down and with then R. That. Kelly I'm like yo he's yeah. a fucking child molester <laughs> like, <Yo>, like <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. Like, like you can't like, even compare you like you we can't. can't even put this like in the same category no I was like, yeah. And then, like, Bill Cosby ended up tweeting from jail. I'm like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What about... I I didn't uh, hear what she said either, but I know, like, there was, like, a lot of backlash backlash on Ari Lennox. She had said something about Oprah. She was like... And Gail, she was like, I'm tired of y'all, blah, blah, blah. Because of the whole... Um, Because of what Gail said. I think... I didn't see hers, but, like, I think I saw, like, a brief clip, and I think it was basically on the same thing that I was kind of, like, just mentioning before, just how, like, people are kind of seeing and, like, feeling a way about Oprah and Gail, just, like, I think, like, being a part of, like, the black community, and they just don't feel like they're 100% for us. Okay. And, like, a lot of... um, a lot of old interviews with Oprah actually started surfacing, Mm -hmm. like the one that she did with Tony Braxton. Yeah. And which I never... I never really paid attention because honestly, like growing up, I didn't listen to Oprah. Like <laughs> that wasn't, you know. Um, so like a lot of interviews started surfacing where she was like interviewing like um, like African-American people, or, like black, just black people in the entertainment world. And like they weren't really good interviews. Like it almost felt like an attack. Mm. So like with Toni Braxton, hers was when she was going through all of like her like money stuff. And in the interview, Oprah's like, yeah, you know, I saw you had, like, what is it? She's like, I think it was, like, something Gucci. And she's like, yeah, you know, like, I don't even have that. Like, it was kind of like, she's talking to her like that. And it's yeah. like, damn, Oprah, <laughs> like, you, like you, you counting my money? Or, like... <laughs> Oprah's just a shady auntie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. So it's like, her interviews now, like... I do love her, though. It's like... <laughs> I think her old interviews, because they're, like, resurfacing, they're not really helping her case. Right, right, right. Because it's like, all right, well, like, they're looking at it like, what's your agenda? Yeah. Man, I do love Oprah, though. That Super Soul Conversation podcast she has going on is top notch. So it's like, it's just like, it's kind of, like, unfortunate. It's like, like, me personally, like, when I see those, like, I don't really know. 
I don't really know how to feel about it. Like, I'm very, like, 50-50 on it. Like, I'm not like, oh, cancel Oprah, but I'm like, right. what is that? Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that looks kind of sus to I me. I hate the whole cancel culture thing anyways. Yeah. Like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't think it, it just doesn't do anything. And right. I don't feel like, I do think that in a lot of situations, not all, but people change. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely feel like people change. Yeah. So I'm not, like, 100%, like, with the cancel culture. Because, like, also, like, those people... You can you can like if give a person backlash. We all like, would have been canceled <laughs> a long time good. ago. Seriously. We were all young and dumb and ignorant at one point. Right. Even the most you know the most like woke quote unquote woke right. person that there is now. You know right. we've all said stupid shit in the past, and I think that we like people grow. You know, not everyone, of course, but right. people grow and like people learn from their mistakes, and that's what all, and that's what matters. You know, like the whole like oh, they're canceled because yeah. they said this and that. Like, you know. It just, it should, really what it should be is it should just become like a teaching moment. Right. People should be held accountable. Right, absolutely. But. And it should just canceled. be a teaching moment because I'm like, canceling doesn't do, really, it doesn't do anything for the culture. No. It doesn't, like, nothing for the culture and just for people in general. Like, oh, I'm going to cancel you because you said something <laughs> that I didn't agree with. No, I'm yeah. going to check you. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, absolutely. And then if they said it again, all right, I might have to cancel you then. But, like, yeah, yeah. the first time around, it's like, maybe they genuinely didn't know. Like, we do have ignorant people in the world who genuinely just don't know shit. Right. It should just be a teaching moment. Yeah. Instead of, like, this whole cancel culture, which I find to be, like, very annoying. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And then, yeah, what else? Um, and then, of course, we have jo- Joaquin. Why? Wa- yeah, okay, Joaquin. Joaquin. <laughs> Sorry for butchering names first time. His um, his speech I thought was like really good. Um, mm-hmm. Just about. He's a super talented actor. Yes. Shout out to the Joker because he did a phenomenal job. But yeah, um, I did appreciate. Um, him kind of calling out I guess like the Academy or like just like the different um, award shows just about like not being so inclusive Um, and you know I forgot what it was that he like specifically said but he hadn't mentioned you know like it's hard to kind of like accept this award when I have like other talented friends who who weren't like in this category who realistically should be Mm mm-hmm um, and I think it's just we see it every year though yeah every year it's like you see it every year and it's like almost sad to say that like I feel like no matter how many times they call it out like it's you're never really I don't want to say never but like it's going to be a while before you see like that like drastic change in like the world or when it comes to like these nominations and mm-hmm. things like that like even like the movie Harriet, like those movies always get nominated because you're talking about a slave. slave yeah. But like when it's anything right. else, you're not really. I know. I didn't see that movie. I didn't either. I heard mixed reviews on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like those are those are like the black movies that you'll see get nominated because it's kind of like talking about it's talking about a slave. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when you think, because I actually read that somewhere and I was like, that's actually like a good point. Uh-huh. Like I can't really think of like another black film that won an Oscar to my knowledge yeah. that wasn't something about like slaves um Moonlight true Very but true. I can't think of anything else yeah like other than that like yeah 
I do feel like more... Well, I think those movies, not, not saying like they have to stop making them, but like, like I would like to see more movies just about, you know, regular lives. I agree. Um, just so happens that the cast is black. Yeah. You know, or like an action movie, a, dr- a drama movie, like something else, and just so happens that the cast is black or yeah. diverse or, you know? Right. Like, that's what I would like to see. I agree. I feel like that shows representation, not another slave movie. Right. I agree. Did you, see, well, probably not because it just came out, but <laughs> I was like, did you see photographs? Like, mm-hmm. that was a good. It was a, I'm going to say in my, it was a decent movie. Yeah. But I loved the storyline. Like you were able to see like two successful black people and like there was no like trauma or like. Yeah. It was just nothing. It was like a, it was like a genuine like love story, almost like Mm -hmm. Queen and Slim, but like Queen and Slim was like a little different because that also talks about like police, police brutality and like that thing, but still like you uh, you want to be able to see like more movies like that but yeah. I I almost find like sometimes like m- black movies that show anything else are n- they don't get the same funding so like they end up not being that good mm. like what do you mean like like like, the, like like Moonlight like Moonlight was good but then like I want like I want to be able to see like like a like a almost like a like a notebook version but uh-huh. like done like done well yeah yeah i don't know i didn't see it so i can't i can't say but you never saw the notebook no the photograph oh, oh. well yeah. yeah but like like i want to see like something like something like that done well that can become like a classic movie and like has the funding behind it or like you'll see like a lot of those movies sometimes i feel like they go to netflix and not that there's anything wrong yeah, with like yeah. Netflix, you know what I mean? But like, it would just be nice to yeah. see. Do you think? Do you think that it's the funding that's not there, or do you think that, um, m- for example, like movies like The Notebook, right? Like, everyone's gonna go see that movie, yeah. whether you're black, you're white, you're yeah. Asian, you're Hispanic. Like everyone sees that movie. But when it comes to the photograph, like how many white people are really gonna go see the photograph? That's true. When I went in there, there was one white couple in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how, like how many, you know? Yeah. How, like so, it, it's so it's kind of like that, you know? Like they're making like yeah, like films like the photograph are being made, or even think about movies like. Like um like waves, you know, like yeah. but how many people like that are not of color or not black are going to see these movies? Yeah. They're really not because they don't see themselves, but they expect everybody else That's to go true. see you know the the movies and the productions and the stuff yeah. that they're making. So and point. we are we are going to see these movies, but they're not checking for us. Yeah. So our movies are not are not as popular or not as big or not as talked about because no one else is seeing them but us. Yeah. So like you know I don't I don't know what it is if it's you know I feel like honestly it's, I feel like it's just it's like a mix of like I feel like it's just a mix of so many like different things like there's probably like more that just goes into like even making yeah. those movies than like we even know but like like I yeah. think about the like. The last movie that like was super big was like Black Panther. Yeah, that did like huge. Yeah, and everybody that, went to go. Yeah, see like that, that movie. was like. Yeah, but it's a it's like a um, superhero movie, right? Right, like. Right, but I think I th- yeah I I do agree with what you like what you're saying. I think when it comes to like 
like a person of color's like life and it's not in like a way yeah where it's kind of like shitting on them or like showing like trauma like it's not yeah like they it's don't not looked at the same they don't no because really they're not gonna relate so they're not gonna go see right. these movies you know that's very true when like when we have no problem going to go see the nopa right <laughs> i love the nopa right. seriously <laughs> like, like that's a classic yeah like <laughs> that's very true so it's yeah yeah i want so it's like you know it's I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe, like, the marketing has to change. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not, it's, I don't really have enough to say, I guess, because I'm not really in that world. But yeah. just just based off, like, that's, like, my opinion of, like, maybe why these films are not, you know, being talked about more is because, you know, the people that go see them are just us and not, not very true. diverse. That's very true. I can agree with that. Yeah. I can totally see that. But then it's, it's just so crazy because it's like those people never go see those movies, but then they always have like an opinion on them. I'm like, well, how can you have an opinion on it? Like, yeah. Y'all probably didn't go see it. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, What else did you want to talk about today? I'm like, I'm not that I feel like that's not really like a discussion, but like it's. <clears throat> just like because I was like reading so much up on it just um, like with this whole coronavirus thing oh and yeah like even at work um, it was like really scary so we had because um, like obviously like because I work so I work at Steve Madden um, and a lot of our vendors are in China so and China is a communist country and one of um like the head designers at Steve Madden, he was saying, you know, the one time that he was over there, um, something, something, I guess, like that had came on the news that wasn't showing the Chinese government like in a really good light. So uh-huh. like the TV blacked out. And when the story was done, the TV came back on and he was like, that's how much control they have yeah. um, over their news outlets. And just that when it comes to the coronavirus, he was like, we're, we're seeing like only a little bit and like it's probably realistically like 30 times worse than what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that one of his vendors was telling him how like it's it's literally like it looks like one of those like end of end of the world kind of movies cuz people are like actually like fighting each other like literally just like in the streets over there. Jeez. Like he was he was just saying like it's like very it's just very like dangerous to even like be on the streets. Uh-huh. I was like, that's like really scary, and it just it makes you think about like all of the like movies and just like I'm a big conspiracy theorist, uh-huh. so it's just like you just think about like what's like really going on, like what's real, what's not, yeah, like how serious <laughs> is this really? And but I also did say I did read um an article from this Chinese uh, Uber driver. He had came out and. I guess people were canceling his rides because they saw he was Asian. Damn. And this guy ended up, like, not canceling the ride. He got on it, and um, when he got in it, he said that the guy, like, you know, genuinely thanked him. Like, you know, he was like, you know, I really want to thank you so much for not canceling my ride. He's like, you know, people, you know, see me, and then they automatically assume, and, like, you know, they make jokes. But he was like, little do they know, like, I have a family to feed just like everybody else. Yeah. Where was this? This was in the States. Uh, this was literally in the States, which is, like, also super ignorant. Yeah, but... I forgot, like, what state. Um, 
And then it's like, you know, like you saw all the memes and it's like you kind of laugh at first, but then it's like it becomes like that whole thing like, okay, well, like if the roles were reversed, we would be upset. So like. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it becomes yeah. like that big, like that right. cancel culture. Yeah. Like, oh no, we're going to cancel them because they talking about us. I think especially with black people, like they be <laughs> quick to be like, no. So I'm oh. like, like, like hu- human nature, yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you laugh, yeah. but like then you think about it. Like, all right, if the roles are reversed and this became like a black thing, we would be the first people to be like, hell no. Yeah, don't write boycott Uber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like be respectful. Like you know, like that whole yeah. thing. Just like be respectful. Like yeah, they're I see people. What you're you know, like they're people too. Yeah. If you're going to laugh, laugh in private. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no, like, you will be shocked. Like, I, there were so many rappers that there was, like, this one specific meme. It, it was, it said something, but it was, like, I would have never, like, I might have seen it and laughed, like, in my head, but I would have never reposted that. Yeah. Wait, what was it? It was, I think Cash Doll had posted it. Uh-huh. And... It was something, like, along the lines of, like, oh, like, you know, I'm around all these Asians. Like, I'm not playing that. Like, it was, like, Uh come on. Like, use your better judgment. Like, I would have never posted that. Or, like, this British rapper came out, and he he ended up having to apologize because he was, like, oh, you know, like, I have mad Asians in my building. Now I can't even leave my apartment. It was, like. People are wild. It was just, like. Like, it really just makes you think, like, do y'all not think? Like, no, how did don't. you think that, like, this was okay to put on social media? Right. Like, it's one thing to maybe, like, say it to, like, your close friends, but, like, you're putting it out there. For everyone to see. To see, like, how much of an idiot you kind of are. Yeah. Yeah, people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, this is, like, this ain't it. Cause, and then, like, you think about, like, people are actually dying. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they said almost, like, close to a thousand people have died now or like a couple hundred something like that yeah i'm like it's actually like pretty serious what was the virus last year wasn't it like ebola or something yeah it was the ebola yeah where are these viruses coming from animals (laughs) because yeah um i don't know i had watched something and they were like like swine flu came from pigs, uh, bird flu or influenza or whatever came from birds. Ugh, even the name even sounds disgusting. Yeah. Influenza. Um, Ebola. Fuck. What animal? It was some animal that they traced it back to. Um, and then uh, Corona. They said it like it most likely came from like a bat. Um, so it's really just coming from animals. <laughs> And, yeah, and that's, that's what I, it was like a little like interview and he was just saying like, you know, people like with this whole like global warming thing and animals are now, and I guess like they were saying like animals that like weren't carnivores before are now becoming carnivores like as a way of like survival. Mm-hmm. And then like they're eating things that are infected and then people are eating those animals. So like, yeah, you're kind of like creating these like new viruses that we didn't have before. Uh-huh. Which I was like, that's like a really good point. I really didn't think about that. I don't know, I feel like we're in the end of times. <laughs> it's which is well, like it's like you joke and say it. But it's like you just see like all of the like crazy things that are going on and it's just like Yeah. What is the explanation? I know. Yeah. Like the weather all these sicknesses just like these people dying yeah 
Did you watch the Aaron, what is it, Aaron Hernandez docuseries? I did. Yeah. It was sad. It was really sad. It I was felt really bad sad. for him, um, even though he was a killer. I know, I did too. Um, I felt like they put way too much emphasis on the fact that he could have been gay. You know, I didn't get that from the docu. From I didn't get that. Like, I, I think just, that they did definitely, but I didn't. I didn't really get that from. Like I, I the felt series. like I didn't mind it being in the documentary. I don't really felt like it served a purpose in the whole yeah. series. Like I didn't yeah. that. Like I think kind of like lost me, but I think like his life is really just an example of kind of like generational curses. Um, his dad looked like seems like he had trauma and then like his dad was beating his mom so now Aaron is growing up with that trauma and he kind of becomes like yeah it was just like really like sad to see especially because of how talented he was and like you heard like even like listening to like his phone interviews when he's talking to like his fiance and his daughter and like mm-hmm. you just you you've like felt and like you just hear how much he loved them yeah so it was just like really crazy to see that like he had this like other double life yeah. yeah that's crazy like yo that he like got away with like killing two people and like signing 40 mil right you know contract. like literally like, like, like you killed somebody the night before and you went to go play a game like then like that's like crazy that's yeah like that's like on another level like there's something else like you know like you just trigger your brain like that yeah that, like nothing happened like that's wild. And then it was interesting to see his CT scan though, because I, I didn't, I like didn't even realize he was so young. He was like, yeah, twenty seven when I think mm-hmm. he died. And so they said young. he had like the worst case of CTE for someone his age. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I mean, that football sport is dangerous, and he started it from young. Yeah. I don't so really like, like football. I think I it's such a dumb game. I didn't really. I never, my brothers used to play it, but I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand it. I think it's, I think a, it's very... I, th- I don't like the contact of it. I think that is, like... Yeah. It's, I like, think, barbaric. Yeah, like, the, like, these... That's, like... These owners are just putting these men, like, you know, in these extreme situations where they're, you know, could risk, like really complications later at the end of the day you know with with their bodies and their brain and everything all for money like you know like this sport like it's like it's it's terrible it is like the business of football is terrible the way like even like all the money like the money that they have to pay like if they do something that's like not like I don't know like I was listening to this podcast and there was this woman and like I forget her husband was an ex-football player and um and she was just talking about like the business of football and how it's like so fucked up and how like you like if you do something that's like not in guidelines and you owe money and like it's all a money scam like it's all a fucking money scam and like these players are just playing injured all the time yeah i think i think all like all of all of those like just different sports are really like all a money thing i think i do think like um like even boxing too yeah boxing is like kickboxing like all of that like it's all like a like a just like a money scheme and it's just yeah, they Not don't care about them. At all. At all. 
and you saw it in that documentary you saw it like he asked for help yeah he asked for help how many times and they just wanted him to keep playing right had they transferred him to another team maybe all of this could have been avoided exactly it would have been a little different or yeah who knows who knows but like they don't give a fuck i think it was also sad um to just kind of see his relationship with his mom yeah and like like it kind of like when they i think it was like towards the end of the documentary and like they had uh like i guess like one of their last phone calls i think it was and he was like you know how does it feel to know that like you'll probably die without ever really knowing your son yeah and he was just like you know there's so many things that i really wanted to tell you but like i don't trust you i was like that's like really sad to like feel like that especially with like the last parent that you have right so it was yeah it was just like really sad because you just you genuinely saw like just how much trauma he like realistically had that along with having like cte just probably like heightened everything that was like going on in his mind that could like allow somebody to like just snap like that Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's so true that like um i think like how they were saying was just like like people of color and like their families like mental illness is not really something that's like taken serious it's like yeah not in that generation like you're right. yeah. yeah i think that's exactly what it is yeah. i think now it's something that's becoming a little more like talked about but like then no yeah like forget about it yeah it's like you'll be all right you probably have anxiety yeah they love or to like, say you got anxiety or not even anxiety like I don't know. They just say you need to pray. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll be okay. Drink some tea. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was... It was sad. I feel like I watched... What else have I watched? I saw this movie the other night. I was like... I went, I went home early from work. Um, uh, See You Yesterday? That sounds on familiar. Uh, it's so good but really? so sad is it like a crying thing <laughs> like is it a crying thing kind of yes Ugh. but it's so good so I think it's called see you yesterday it's like these two kids it's based in New York it's like about these two kids um, they I, I want to say that they live in Brooklyn when mm-hmm. they go to school in the anyways they live in like these um, two kids in Brooklyn and they're like super smart kids like two, this, two, two black kids and they're like trying to like do a competition or win like a fair like a science fair um, and like it'll secure them scholar- like money for for a college like a scholarship for college well anyways like they invent like this time machine I feel like this kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, like they invent this time machine and then they go to test it out. And they actually go back in time. But when they go back in time, they like mess with like they mess things around and something tragic happens. And then they keep going back in time to try and fix it. But it just keeps getting more fucked up. Mm. And it's just it's I mean, it's funny because it's like these two kids and like it's like and it's. But it's also like the back, the like the story, why, like the back end of it of like why they keep going back in time to fix it is really sad. And at the end, I was so upset how they left it. I was like, I wanted more. 
Damn. You gotta see it. It's All a right. good. See it, you. See you. See. Uh, no. See you yesterday. See you yesterday. <laughs> like, see you Tuesday. See you yesterday. Yeah, it's a good. It's, it's definitely a good movie to watch if you're like at home, like don't want to do anything, and like just curl up on your couch with a blanket. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to watch. It. I've been watching. I watch a lot of sci-fi. Like I watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like well, that's that kind of sci-fi series. It's that time machine. Very <laughs> demonic. Oh, yeah, I love Sabrina. I finished it. It's, like, very demonic, but, like, good. Yeah. Like, in a weird way. Like, yeah. Like, I really liked it. Um, what else? I just started watching, it's, like, this new series, Lock and Key. Oh, I was going to start that. I, 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 like, honestly, I kept scrolling over it, but I saw, like, a lot of people saying that it was really, really good. Yeah. So I have actually have to start it over because I fell asleep. Oh, okay. And, of course, the shit just kept going. Yeah. Oh, I watched um, the new To All the Boys I Loved Before. I have to restart it because it my okay. mom interrupted it. I, I liked it, but definitely not like the first one. The first one was amazing. The first one was bomb. And it's crazy because I didn't even think I was going to like that movie. I was like, this is going to be like another dumbass next Netflix movie. And I yeah. ended up really, like, really, really loving it. No, it's so cute. I know. I love <laughs> that girl that plays. Like, yeah. She's the main character. I don't know her name, but she plays, she's the main character. Either. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of got the gist. Like I maybe like watched the first fifteen minutes uninterrupted, and I yeah. kind of got the gist. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna be yeah, it as wasn't good as the first. No, it wasn't. It was like okay. Like I still I kind of liked it, but definitely like not like the first. Yeah. It was so cute the first one. It really was. Yeah, I love oh, all damn. these like cute little teen Netflix movies. Yeah, they're I coming out with else? some good ones. Candy Jar is another good one. Candy Jar. Yeah, and Kissing Booth. On Netflix, they're all like another teen, like love. Kiss, I like Kissing Booth a lot. There's, there's one more. There's one that I really like, and it's really like cute. It's like, um, fuck, what's the name of it? But it's like about like uh, this boy and like he. Anyways, like they're teenagers <laughs> in high school, but like this boy and he like and at the end he figures out that he's like gay. So it's like a coming out movie. Mm-hmm. But it's so cute the way like they like set up the whole thing of like how he figures out that he likes boys and not girls. But he has a girlfriend the whole time and he loves her. But then he was like, oh, fuck, like I actually like boys. Like it's, mm. it's so cute. I thought, okay, kissing, is, yeah. kissing booth. See you tomorrow. See you yesterday. I'll see you yesterday. <laughs> 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 oh my god, what else? Yeah, like, I've like, I get into like, uh, Charmed, Riverdale. Yeah. Those are like the shows. <laughs> it's like very like sci fi, witchcraft. Yeah. Like all, like, all of that stuff. So, I don't know. Those are like the genuinely like the things that'll keep my attention aside from like documentaries. Yeah. Like conspiracy theory documentaries. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Unless I get, like, recommendations and I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't think I've really seen anything else recently after Sabrina. I had to re-watch Sabrina. That's how much I liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, damn, this is really good. Yeah, that show's good. They did a good job with it. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. I'm, like, not feeling well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I came... <laughs> That's what matters. Perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so I guess that's it then. 
Thank you guys. You just listened to another episode of Girls We Know in partnership with Listening Party. The creators of Family FM follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents at Canal Street Market. Thank you. Until next time.